you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this new edition of NFL Fantasy Live. Our new podcast now kicks off this Friday, and it is going to be running every Friday for the next six weeks at least. I'm Michael Fabiano. Pleased to be joined by two of my partners in crime from NFL Fantasy Live, the great Adam Rank and the great Marcus Grant. What's going on, guys? I have a lot to live up to now. A little bit. Yeah. Hmm. You absolutely have a lot to live up to. It's good to be here. But then again, at my age, it's good to be anywhere. Right, right. What are you, 70? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, they told me to be here. (laughs) I didn't. Anywhere they tell Rank to be, he's there. I I think he just kind of wandered in here. Uh, Well, you figured compared to what time we have to get up for NFL AM, this is a little bit like, oh, yeah, 10 AM because we're filming this or we're filming it. Yeah, we're taping this. (laughs) Are we even taping it? Are we recording it? I don't know what we're doing. Yes, but it's starting at 10 AM on the Pacific. On a Friday morning, which is heaven to me, like that's like it's like a full day away from when you appear yeah. on NFL AM. Yeah, we have to get almost up at about literally three o'clock in the morning. But uh, always fun to join our friends from NFL AM. Before we get into some of the top headlines, guys, when's our show starting? Uh, I believe. Tell the folks they want to know. I believe it's August twelfth. Oh, we have a new edition coming out July twenty third. Exactly, we have another edition of uh, NFL Fantasy Live. A draft kit sort of type edition uh, of the show that is going to be out on uh, July 23rd. So definitely look out for that. And and before we get into the, the headlines uh, of the week, I want to tell everybody out there that NFL.com Fantasy is open. You can sign up for your very own free and custom league, customizable league right now on NFL.com. Uh, we've got new upgraded features this year. We have an upgraded mobile app, all new player cards, matchup previews and recaps, uh, some of which were written by myself, Mr. Rank, uh, and other assorted people from NFL Fantasy Live. We've also got an improved research section on top of all the great features we've had in the past. Again, the game is 100% free. It is the official fantasy game of the National Football League. Sign up today. Go to NFL.com slash fantasy. Join the madness that is fantasy football, guys. There's about... 34, 35 million people playing fantasy sports. Get to the sleepers already. <laughs> and 75% of those people are going to be playing fantasy football this year. That is Who an should incredible I draft? number. Let's get down to business. An incredible number. Let's talk about headlines uh, as Rank so rudely interrupted me when I'm <laughs> trying to pitch NFL.com we fantasy. We get it. Sign up, please. The if big, you sign up, we'll stop pitching it. The big, this coming like from the television biggest. now. This coming from one of the biggest self-promoters bag and a at NFL Network. Too? <laughs> so one of the biggest stories of the week, of course, is Matthew Stafford, who signed an extension with the Detroit Lions. And, and guys, to me, Stafford is a player that you can really utilize in your draft strategy because he's coming off a disappointing season in 2012, had 20 fewer touchdowns, almost 70 fewer fantasy points. But to me, this is a guy who's going to throw for 5,000 yards, and you would expect, at least in my opinion, for his touchdown passes to increase compared to 2012. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, look, the the touchdown numbers were disappointing. I mean, in terms of yardage and everything else, I mean, it wasn't too far off from where he had been in the past. And you wonder how different those touchdown numbers are if Calvin Johnson doesn't get taken down inside the five yard line umpteen times last year. I mean, that that certainly changed officially, the way things go. Officially, that was forty six times. Forty six. Forty six. Tackled 46. inside the five. That would have been a lot of touchdowns. No, excuse me, forty seven. It was forty seven. So. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, if that doesn't happen, then Stafford's touchdown numbers look a little bit like they did in the past. So, you know, a, a little bit of his luck of the draw, I mean, I think overall he'll be fine. Nobody has attempted more passes over the last two seasons than Matthew Stafford. He's going to continue to do it. And when you're looking at the way the drafts are breaking down right now, you notice that the that the, the quartet of the second-year starters are always going ahead of Stafford, Romo, Ryan. But to be perfectly honest with you, I would be very comfortable with my team if I had to start Matthew Stafford this year. No doubt about that. And his ADP right now on NFL.com is around nine, guys. Whoa. So, oh, yeah, mock drafts are up, too. You're, uh, I thought we were done promoting. No, that, that, that's how you sprinkle it in. Come on, Rank. You don't know. You you don't sit there and hit them over the head with it. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna talk to you, Can you I about tell our you future something? for five minutes. <laughs> you <laughs> sprinkle it in. After the Twitter storm from Shark Nando last night or whatever Nando. it was, people want to start playing fantasy what football. What can I do to get you to a fantasy football game today? <laughs> That's right. You got to be a salesperson here. By the way, but you don't hit them over the head with it. You start. You ease them into it. Like, hey, thanks for joining us. Hey, let's talk a little headlines. Oh, by the way, Matthew Stafford. You can draft him on NFL.com, which is open for business right now. Ian Zeering, the Adrian Ion, Peterson Ion of all. Is that what it is? Yes. Ion. Ion. Whatever Zeering, his first name is. He is the Steve Sanders. Adrian Peterson of all shark fantasy leagues is that correct what is it called again shark shark I, I watched Sharknado. it it's sharks and tornadoes i watched Sharknado. it and um it was good no spoilers i have it on dvr it wasn't very no spoilers. good spoilers well yeah we don't know when I, people are listening to this if you haven't seen sharknado yet go out find it uh you I'm can sure do what DVR. Sci-fi will here's what you it. do you, you you put you put the little sharknado up on the on the television you take out your <laughs> ipad or your tablet and you do a mock draft that's right. In between it, because those are available at, at NFL.com. What else are in the headlines there, Mike? Uh, by the way, the best fake shark scene in TV, it's got to be the Adam West Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you haven't yeah. seen that, yeah, go classic. to YouTube and look it up. It is hilarious. The best one ever. Sharknado, <laughs> whatever it's called, pales in comparison to that. Another big headline of the week is, of course, Victor Cruz signed an extension with the New York Giants. This is good, guys, because now we don't have to worry about him holding out a training camp and have a situation like we saw with Mike Wallace last year. Where do you guys have Victor Cruz on your rankings at wide receiver? And what are your opinions on Hakeem Nix, who to me could be a pretty good draft bargain? Yeah, I'm sorry, Mike. No, go ahead. Here. Go for no, it. Please. Uh, I mean, I, I'm looking at Victor Cruz. I think I currently have him ranked 14th overall at wide receiver. I, you know, I, I've got him ahead of Hakeem Nix simply because Victor Cruz has stayed on the field. I like than, how you did it. Hakeem. Hakeem. Has, uh, like Hakeem from Coming to America. Right. I mean, you think of yeah. – anyway, um, <laughs> Nix has had a problem staying on the field. And so just just simply because of health, uh, I've got Cruz ranked a little bit higher. Plus he just you – know, there's something about a quality slot receiver that I think really boosts his fantasy value. We've seen it with Wes Welker. We've seen it a little bit with Randall Cobb. And I think Victor Cruz falls into that. I mean, he's a guy who can get his, his hands on the ball and then just go and turn a short pass into a long play. And that, I think, is, is such an underrated value. You know, I want to look at our producer behind the glass right now, Christian Glenn, and I want to. I want to ask. I don't. Are we allowed to work blue here? Give me a <laughs> thumbs up because I want to use the F word. Thumbs up or thumbs down on the F word? Fantasy? No, oh, no, 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 no. Field. It's it's the field is the big thing, and as you said, that Hakeem Nix has not been able to stay on it. Victor Cruz has, of course. Over the last two seasons, he's the only receiver who's had at least 80 receptions, 1,000 yards, and nine touchdowns. However, Victor Cruz does not need to be on the field all the time because he got his big money contract. Hakeem Nix is playing for his big money contract, which means those nagging injuries, the I don't know if I can play this week, turns into I'm playing this week because I need to get paid. And so right now on July the 12th, I have Victory Cruz ahead of Hakeem Nix, but I have a feeling that as I start to massage my rankings, which I will be doing all over the summer, and you can see that on NFL.com, and every Tuesday I will be updating my rankings from here on out through Week 17. Check that out again at NFL.com slash fantasy. I have a feeling that at some point Hakeem Nix 
is going to creep up ahead of Victory Cruise. You're like Mr. Subliminal. That's the way you do it. Mets That's tickets. the way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm being taught a lesson here on how to subliminate. No, no, no. no. <laughs> don't, Fantasy. Feel it. don't feel about it that way. Let's, feel uh, about it that way? I don't think that was the proper English, but. <laughs> let, let's let move, get, let's let move get on to some of these other topics up, that we down. have. We've got a lot of thumbs topics down. to cover here. Well, uh, I didn't go to Pepperdine, Mr. Fancy. Our uh, producer. How do you go to school at Pepperdine and pass? Like, Our producer. Yes. go to class up there, That's man. what I'm saying. Anybody who, if you graduated within, I'll say, eight years from Pepperdine, UC Santa Barbara, or San Diego State, to me, that's more impressive than being an Ivy League grad. <laughs> how do you go to class there? Pepperdine is such amazing. a beautiful campus, and the scenery is unbelievable out there in Malibu. Uh, let's get back to fantasy football, and let's talk a little bit about a guy that I have been boasting about all offseason. I'm I'm attaching myself to this guy just like I did to Ryan Matthews a few years ago. Let's hope this one goes better. Uh, Lamar Miller. And Lamar Miller has been getting rave reviews in the offseason. He's been working out with fellow Miami Hurricane standout Frank Gore. Uh, there's all kinds of reports on how fast this kid is. He averaged right around five yards a carry as a rookie. Didn't have too many reps, though, because, of course, Reggie Bush was there. Now he's the guy, to me... Lamar Miller is the biggest running back sleeper in fantasy football. What say you, Adam Rank? Lamar yeah. Miller. You know what, Michael? Don't beat yourself up about Ryan Matthews. And I know people on the Twitter like to come at you. For for Ryan Matthews, they don't talk about the, the 13 other guys you gave him last year. They always they, Everybody wants a harp on Ryan Matthews. But I'm with you. I, 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 was, I was in on Ryan Matthews. And like you, I'm in on Lamar Miller. There was a report out this week where some running back guru said nobody was running faster than Lamar Miller, which, you know what, good enough for me. Because I am at the point right now where I'm so sold on him that any little piece of news that seems it'll back my case, I'm buying in on. <laughs> and I feel that a lot of people who play fantasy will do that because they they have an opinion on somebody, and you're like, I just want validation. I just want somebody to validate it for me, and I feel like I'm this way with Lamar Miller. But let's let's be honest here. His only competition at the position right now is Danny Thomas, who has not been able to establish himself as a number one running back. He had his chances, even with Reggie Bush there. So I feel it's going to be Lamar, Lamar Miller. He's going to get the opportunities, and that's basically what it comes down to. When you're looking past the top ten, you're looking at guys who are going to get opportunities to run the football, and that's what he's going to do. And so when you're sitting there, and I'm trying to think of my mock drafts, which I do on NFL.com, I get him around the fourth round, maybe the fifth if I'm lucky. It depends on how the draft is going. But, you know, I'm very comfortable picking him up as an RB2 or preferably a flex guy. Oh, when I have these these mock draft teams and he comes out as a flex guy, I am so happy. I'm like, I will mm -hmm. be – I want to use that team. And I want to go into my league of record and be like, hey, guys, I, I did this mock draft. Let me use this team. On NFL.com. Do you guys mind if I use it? You guys can just draft around this. But I, I like them. It's like showing up at the craps table with your own dice. <laughs> um, they I don't guess, allow you to do that? I, no, not so much. Um, I guess we're unanimous then on Lamar Miller because I, I like him this year too, although I don't know that the you know, he's running so fast thing gets me you know all that fired up because I remember James Jett was really fast, but he was so fast yet he was never open. Like, he played for the Raiders. Um, Come on. Going to the vault. I mean, you know, he's like, oh, James Jett's so fast. Fast. If he's so fast, why is he never open? Um, Lamar Miller, though, I, I, I like, I guess, in terms of using information to your own advantage, the whole he's working out with Frank Gore thing kind of has me a little bit more optimistic about Lamar Miller yep. this year. I think a lot of it will depend on what happens with Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he's got more weapons down there now. Mike uh, Mike Wallace joining them should help stretch the field. You've got Wallace and Hartline on opposite sides. That should help open some things up. I mean, the key will be to get the defenders to back off the line of scrimmage. And if those wide receivers can do that, if Tannehill can get them the ball in space, and it, they don't have to be great in the passing game, but they've got to be competent, and that will help Lamar Miller immensely if they can do and that. And Mike Wallace is there too, which will help. Right. And they also signed Dustin Keller, Brandon Gibson, so the pass attack should be good, and there's also been a lot of good reports about Tannehill coming in, uh, so he's a player to watch during training camp. Going from a running back we like to a running back that losing some value here is Jonathan Stewart, and there's been reports recently that, remember this is a kid who's coming off of uh, ankle surgery on both of his ankles, uh, and there's reports now that he may not be ready for the start of training camp. Now, he's a young player, I believe he's around 26, D'Angelo Williams is still there. They still have Mike Tolbert, who is the, the ultimate you know, touchdown vulture. Is a guy, is, is someone who had a lot of upside and is still young but is coming off of these procedures, are you guys touching Stewart at all or anyone from this Carolina backfield? No. 
No, 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 no. So uh. Stewart's there <laughs> as a four. You can get him as a four. You don't want him. No, uh, you know, I mean, you got you got the it's kind of like the Daily Show versus the Tolbert rapport. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, Jonathan Stewart has. You look at him. You look at D'Angelo Williams and. Every week, it's kind of a guessing game as to which guy's going to get the carries, which guy's going to pick up the yards, and then as you do all this straining of the brain to figure out which one it is, Cam Newton runs for 97 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it just is not worth the headache. I mean, there's so many other options out there. There's so many other teams that run running back rotations where the running backs actually get the ball. It's just not worth it. I mean, if you're looking at a running back from Carolina, why not wait till the late rounds, get Mike Tolbert, have him be the touchdown vulture that you put in, you know, in, in certain matchups situations, but I just I just don't want that headache anymore. When you look at your fantasy roster and you see Jonathan Stewart or D'Angelo Williams, on the, you just don't get excited about it. It's like no. when you're super hungry, you're on the road, you're like, oh, I got to pull over and get some food, and you pull off and it's a Wendy's. And you're like, oh, this is like, it's but not, like it's not good. with Wendy's? It's not good, but it's not bad. Square it's not, hamburgers. No, yeah, man, that's good How stuff. How about Yoshinoya? How about that one? <laughs> it's something where you're like, uh, am I really that hungry? Is there not something better on the wa- waiver wire? I would rather not. I would rather pass on Jonathan Stewart. I would rather take risks on, you know, some crazy, not not necessarily crazy. I'd rather have Shane Vereen, for instance. I, I think he'll be a, a much better option. Jonathan Franklin and Green Bay. I mean, there just seems to be younger guys because we know what we're going to get with, with, uh, with Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams, and the touchdown vulture, as you said. So I wouldn't want I, – I, it's a situation I'd like to avoid. Yeah. Uh, Stewart is a guy who, again, has had so much upside – just been in a bad situation there in Carolina because of the backfield situation. The 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 committee there with D'Angelo Williams and health has been an issue for this kid as you well. Know, it's crazy too because it, there's teams out there who need running backs. Yeah. Like every year, you you look at a couple of there's always a handful of teams like oh man they could use a running back and then there's Carolina having like 16 of them right and even you know even when Goodson was there I thought I know Gil Brandt. Our esteemed colleague here at NFL.com, I was reading one of his columns on the phone here because we have a new and improved mobile app from NFL.com, and I was reading something about how much he really liked Goodson a couple of years ago, and he still has a little bit of upside. Haven't seen it, but then, even then, I, I would rather risk it on him than Jonathan Stewart. Uh, speaking of risk, there may not be a bigger risk in fantasy football right now than one Rob Gronkowski. Ooh who is coming off of multiple forearm surgeries and back surgery. And our, our NFL Network reporter, Albert Breer, uh, who Adam likes to call Burt Breer, he's close to him like that, says that he hasn't even started running yet. Uh, the, the timetable for running after back surgery is about a month, so you would think somewhere within the next week he should be running because I believe his surgery was on June 19th. Where is Rob Gronkowski on your rankings, guys? To me... Gronkowski's not someone I'm going to even be able to draft because even with the injuries and, and the uncertainty about at the start of the season, we don't know if he's going to be ready for week one or not. People are still going to take a chance on him, I feel like, in, in round three, round four, round five, and I, I want nothing to do with him at that point. He's going to go much higher than he probably should, and he's not going to be drafted by me. I'm in the same boat. I have him. But then again, it seems disingenuous because when we do our rankings, I still rank him second. Well, like, I, I put him right behind Jimmy Graham. Should I, and now I, I look at it, and like I said, I'll be updating my rankings every Tuesday from here on out every Tuesday on NFL.com. I will, I will rank him second, and yet I won't draft him early. So it, it leads me to believe, like, well, maybe he shouldn't be the second-ranked tight well, end. Well, I think the thing is that that is more uh, of a reflection of how bad the tight end position is. Well, I think Vernon really Davis is. could be very, very good. I like Vernon Davis a lot this year. I'm dr- Don't we say that every year, and then he ends up being so inconsistent? He's such a risk. Uh, I think this year he bounces back. We Especially said with, that last year. Yeah, but last year there was Michael Crabtree, and there was Randy Moss. Not mm-hmm. that Randy Moss did anything. But this year there's no Crabtree. Anquan Bolden is still kind of learning the, the rapport with Colin Kaepernick. I mean, they've got Vernon Davis potentially lining up at wide receiver. He may even sell popcorn. Who knows? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I actually have Gronk <laughs> dropped to third behind. I, I've got Graham Moore. I like Tony Gonzalez. I mean, he's still he's still Tony Gonzalez. You know, I mean, he can still you get what, it done. You know what I don't like about Tony Gonzalez is, uh, and it's not with the retirement thing. I think he'll be in fantastic shape. He knows how to play football. I think Stephen Jackson comes in and takes a lot of the passes that he normally gets because Stephen Jack because Michael Turner was not a great receiver out of the backfield. Stephen Jackson is Stephen Jackson's going to be on the field all three downs. 
That's I, I think hurts Tony Gonzalez this year. Maybe, maybe, but I, I'm I'm still banking on Gonzalez being a big part of that passing game, and I I, I have him as the number two tight end behind Jimmy Graham. I've got Gronk after that. I didn't that. change your mind right there. No, dang it. <laughs> nice try though. Um, and look, <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna draft Gronkowski because he's probably gonna go at a spot in the draft where I'm not looking to take a tight end. I'm gonna wait a few rounds, so I will end up probably. I, I mean, I'm. I'm praying Vernon Davis slides down, but the more we talk about him, the less chance there is of that happening. I have been driving the Brandon Myers bandwagon for a while, um, you know. But even if I, you know, sleeper, even if I land a guy like Dennis Pitta or Kyle Rudolph or something like that, I, you know, I, I'll be happy with a guy like that. We should be allowed to filibuster one player and then try, or, or not filibuster. I don't think that's the proper word, but like bluff a player. If we could get some guy moved up, <laughs> up the draft board, they we're just gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna sandbag a certain yeah, guy, basically. Just somebody, and just so that when you're drafting with your friends or whatever, they're like, "Oh, you know, ranks ranks high on this guy. I'm gonna draft him." And you're like, "Sucker!" Like I totally Mark Sanchez. I, I, yeah, like if we we're like Mark Sanchez, super sleeper, like, and just start making up bogus stats. Speaking of stats. We're working with a new program here, the Inside Statistics, which we'll be u- yeah. uh, using on NFL.com this year. It's going to be real cool. Be sure to check out. One thing that we, we were going through these training sessions, the one thing that scared me about Vernon Davis is it said Colin Kaepernick completed, of, of his completed passes, 12% of them were in the middle of the field, which is where the tight ends roam. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that because Michael Crabtree's out, and there were reports that Vernon Davis has been split out wide and the 49ers were like kind of quick to, to squash it, which of course you would. Why would you give away right. your game plan like that? I really do think he's going to split out wide. He's going to be in that target zone that Kaepernick likes to look for, and his uh, targets will go up. The one thing that worries me about Vernon Davis is exactly the same thing that happened to him a couple years ago. Before Michael Crabtree broke out, defenses just took Davis out of the game because the Niners had no other really good options in the pass attack. And you can argue that right now the Niners don't have any really good options in the pass attack. Anquan Bolden's over the hill hasn't had a thousand yards since he left Arizona. The difference is this year is that Colin Kaepernick's ability to run will freeze linebackers and that will help Vernon Davis get open. Yeah, that's a huge, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I can tell you one thing. Kaepernick's numbers uh, and Davis's numbers—they—they they, didn't—they didn't really mesh last year until the end of the season, until that Super Bowl run. So but we'll, that, we'll see what happens. But again, regardless, Davis is a number one fantasy tight end because okay, the, thank you for that because He's the, number position, one. <laughs> because the position is, is not very deep. Michael Fabiano decrees Vernon Davis will be a number one tight end. That do you remember where he finished last year? He was fine. He was. Do you what, remember? Fifth, he was. He was terrible. 15, he 16. was terrible last year. You you look at the numbers that this guy produced in our playoff in second challenge. Half, he was he awesome. He was <laughs> disgraceful to the point finished, where people couldn't even first. start him. I think he finished first among tight ends in our playoff challenge. It was uh, it, it was not a good season for Vernon. <laughs> I was, I will use only the statistics that back up my point. Those are the only Selective ones, analysis those are the here. The only ones I recognize. <laughs> With that being said, let's see how many statistics that Mr. Rankin bring up on the Broncos running back situation this year. DenverBroncos.com has a report that it could end up being a committee this season, although they did draft Monte Ball pretty high. They've got Ronnie Hillman. Uh, they did release Willis McGahee. You've also got Sean Marino coming off a knee injury. We've never heard that before, guys. Have <laughs> we? So what are your expectations in that backfield? To me, Ball has clearly got more upside. If he's good in pass protection, because that's always the number one key for a Peyton Manning team, you got to be able to protect the quarterback. If he comes out and shows that he's a three-down back, I don't know that Ronnie Hillman or Noshawn Marino are going to see enough burn to really make a huge impact in fantasy. Yeah, the question is, I mean, is Monte Ball really going to be that three-down back? I know they've talked about that, but at the same time, you keep hearing Hillman's name come up. You keep hearing Noshawn Moreno's name come up. And my fear is that the Broncos become Saints West, where you've got a quarterback in Peyton Manning who has all these weapons to throw to. I mean, we talk about Thomas and, and Decker and Wes Welker. And, you know, let's not forget they've got a couple of good tight ends with Joel Dreesen around there and, and, and that and the like. Um you know, the fear is that the Bronco backfield looks a lot like the New Orleans backfield, where, you know, nobody really is excited about Mark Ingram or Pierre Thomas or what have you. I mean, I know Chris Ivory is out of the mix there, but they're still, it's just not exciting. And I think my fear is that that's what's going to happen in Denver. Yes, the, the ground is still contaminated. Contaminated with Shanahanigans. <laughs> it's ground zero. 
How many, sure. years, how, how many years does it take for the contamination? To... I don't know that you can ever get rid of that. No? And you also have to remember, too, John Fox was the guy who started the conundrum down in Carolina with D'Angelo Williams and John Stewart and everything. Actually, it was Deshaun Foster and Stephen Davis. Yeah, yeah. If you go, if you go real far back, you're absolutely correct. And so John Fox likes to employ a running back by committee, and then you have Peyton Manning who doesn't like to hand off to a running back. And so, again, when I'm massaging my rankings and everything, which will be updated every Tuesday from here on out through <laughs> week 17. <laughs> he, I uh, think that's five mentions of that already. I, was been on I, was minutes. I will say that I one, dislike. One mention per every five minutes. I will dislike Monty Ball. Uh, speaking of which, uh, like, dislike should be coming up soon. In August, we'll be kicking that back off. Like, dislike, AdamRank.com. AdamRank.com. NFL.com <laughs> slash AdamRank. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. NFL.com slash AdamRank. I think like dislike had its own vanity URL as well. But enough about that. Enough of the promotion. It seems so shameless. <laughs> I don't like, you know, but that's the thing. Is everybody looking at the rookies? You look at Monty Ball, and it seems like you look at his statistics from college at Wisconsin. He was awesome. He he could he could run the ball three hundred times. He could do something like Trent Richardson did last year, but he's not on the right team to do that. I don't think he's going to get his opportunities. I'm afraid he's not going to get the ball near the in the in the uh, inside the ten yard line because you figure they'll go double tight end. And then they'll have Wes Welker, and then they'll have Eric Decker, and then Demarius Thompson. And Peyton Manning would rather throw on the five-yard line than he would rather hand the ball off. It just seems that way. So I'm going to avoid Monty Ball. I'm going to give him the dislike. I will like Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh because he's going to have the opportunity. That's going to be a team that's going to want to run the ball. That's a team who lost some receivers this year because Mike Wallace is now in Miami, as we mentioned before. That's the rookie that I'm looking at. So Bell over Ball. Bell over Ball. In the Big Ten the ball. backfields. Yeah, Bell is definitely a guy that you need to keep an eye on during training camp because the Steelers have a need. Uh, I think they filled it. He's a pass catcher. He's a bruiser. Uh, the Steelers, you would think, they're not going to be so pass-laden now without Mike Wallace stretching defenses. So Bell is going to have an opportunity. Don't you think? Don't, yeah, don't you think they'll start running? I mean, like David DeCastro should be healthy this year. Don't yep. you think that they – I just feel with their defense, too, is kind of, you know, they, they need to – come back a little bit. I, I don't know. My, my perception was is the defense didn't play that well last year. It I didn't. I don't, yeah. So I feel like they'll need to shorten up games a little bit. They probably don't want it, Ben Roethlisberger I to take the I think that's the bigger issue. They may want to protect Ben Roethlisberger yeah. a little bit yeah. more this year. He's been very, very brittle the last couple of years, or the offensive line has just not well, protected he's, him. He certainly let us know that he's hurt. Yes. No ben Roethlisberger, well, there yeah. is not an injury that he will not let us know about. Yeah. <laughs> Even when he's on the field, he's been hurt uh, quite a bit over the last couple of seasons. And the good thing, too, is that when he's hurt, like if he's got a hurt ankle, he'll make sure that that ankle's got a different colored shoe. <laughs> so that everybody can know. It's the yellow one's hurt, everybody, just in case you didn't know. If that person up there at the top, so you know, yellow yellow hurt. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're, uh, you're a fan of uh, Roethlisberger, I, I Love I him. See. Yeah. I love everybody. <laughs> well... Let's continue. I dislike him. Let's continue. I call him like the chatter. Coming out in August. Court, I, you know, it, I, I need boots. It's, it's getting so high in here with your stuff, Rank. Um, Have I pitched ranks 11 yet? Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's move on to the quarterback position, guys. And we talked about Ben Roethlisberger a little bit. Uh, over the next six weeks, you know, we're going to be signaling out uh, one of the top four positions in fantasy football. We're going to start with quarterbacks uh, today. And... I think we can probably all agree that the top five quarterbacks are going to be in some order: Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, mm-hmm. Peyton Manning, Cam Newton, and Tom Brady. Here comes the contrarian. I'm moving into. I'm not, wait, I'm, not, I'm moving okay. into the question about Brady because he's lost four of his top five receivers from last year. Right now, you're looking at a starting lineup that includes Danny Amendola, who we like, although he's been uh, prone to injuries. Boy, uh, Michael Jenkins, uh, Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. Aaron Dobson, Donald Jones, Aaron Dobson. How, like, how far way. do you drop Tom Brady? I can only drop him the fifth. Mm-hmm. Where do mm-hmm. you guys drop Tom Brady to? Where do you see him being picked in drafts? I've been in mock drafts on NFL.com where he's gone in the fifth round. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I have him at fifth, and I think yeah. It, to me, it's sort of like those guys who keep getting voted into the All-Star game even though their numbers aren't the same because right. because of legacy, because of, of the body of work. And I think for Tom Brady, putting him at five was a recognition of the body of work, <laughs> of what he has done over his career. And it's like all the times 
you doubt Tom Brady. All the times you look at his wide receiver core and it looks like stuff that you found in the junk drawer of the National Football League and he somehow finds a way to get it done. Um, yeah, it's funny because you go back through those years. While he was good and while the team was winning, they weren't necessarily great fantasy numbers. I think sometimes we forget about that. But I just think because of who he is and what he's done, um, you know, maybe the numbers, maybe the, 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 the depth chart doesn't bear it out. But I think the history of Tom Brady warrants him getting the respect of being at least you know, leveling off at number five. It's a salient point. It's like Cal Ripken at the end of his career. Right. He's going to be voted right. into the All-Star he's game just regardless. Be there. Just, just put him in. It almost seems sacrilege to not have him in the top five. Uh, my, my, my point is, and you will talk to the football aficionados, Tom Brady can win with any group of receivers. And I'm, Marcus, you touched on this. If you look back to when the Patriots won three Super Bowls in four years, his receivers were Deion Branch, Troy Brown, uh, some of the other curtain jerkers, the mid-card jobbers, the Patriots were running out there. And they, he, he won. And I feel the Patriots can win. I feel they can win the AFC East. I think they'll be fine. I think that 10, 11 wins is not out of the question. Bill Belichick always does a great job of adapting. However, he didn't really start to become a fantasy stud until, eh, I'll say about 2005. Was he like, I, I believe it was 2005 was his first breakout year. He started going crazy when he got Wes Welker and Randy Moss in 2007, and that is when he took off as a true Fantasy elite receipt or fantasy elite quarterback is because he had those big time receivers. So I think that he does take a step back, not as a football player, not as a quarterback. He's still Tom Brady. The Patriots are still a contender for the Super Bowl. As a fantasy quarterback, I'm starting to look at guys like Andy Luck who could move ahead of him this year. Somebody who could be based on average draft position and based on the fact that a guy like Andy Luck is going to get better. He's going to cut down his interceptions. He's going to bring back that little bit of the West Coast offense, not so much of the vertical game that Bruce Arians wanted to do. He's got, his, old, he's got his old offensive coordinator with him. Pep yeah. Hamilton. Pep Hamilton's I, I love Luck. I, I, was, I, mean, I love him. I, I think he could be a top five fantasy player this year. And I'm not just talking about quarterbacks. I'm talking about overall. I like the addition of Darius Hayward Bay. I think that's a sneaky good addition. It gives him another weapon in the pass attack. They lost Donnie Avery, which you know wasn't much of a loss. Whoa! I think I think Hay Bay can come in and make an impact. I think you're going to see more of Kobe Fleener this season. He's a deep sleeper. I, I'm right on board with Adam here. I absolutely love Andrew Luck. He's on the man crush list, and I would absolutely positively be thrilled if I got Andrew Luck in the fifth or sixth round to be my starting quarterback this season. Wow. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I have nothing to say in, in arguments. Well, no, <laughs> I have a I have a keeper league, and this is one of the things is I've I'm pretty stacked at running back, and I keep all those guys. And it came down to quarterback for me, and I got Tom Brady, and I have Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck I drafted last year with the mind of that someday he's going to be my eventual you know starting quarterback replacing Tom Brady. And because of the way my team was constructed last year, and I did a, a really good job of picking up running backs and everything, and my receivers are stacked, I had to make a decision because I had to get one, rid of one of those quarterbacks. I kept luck. And if you're in a keeper league, I think you would agree that's a no-brainer. You have to keep him because you can't put him back into the pool. I mean, I could risk redrafting him. I would rather take my chance. If, if I have an opportunity to draft Tom Brady, I might do it. I might have them in there. I, I, I don't want to get into the mode of like having to choose between the two of them each and every week. I'd rather just have my one stud and then not worry about it. You know what? Because I'm, I'm one of those guys that if I get a good quarterback to who I'm really into, I'll just stick with them. And I don't want to, I don't want to get into that game where you have to mix and match a guy each and every week and it just gets well, and here's annoying. One. I mean, I'm, I may run into that issue in one of my leagues this year, my, my league of record this year where – Russell Wilson is keeper eligible for me. I mean, he was a guy that I just took a chance on late in the draft, saying, hey, you know, what the heck, let's, let's see what, what I can do. Obviously, that worked out pretty well for me. So, I mean, he was my starter by the time the year was out. I may be looking at a situation where I, you know, I'll have Russell Wilson as a keeper, and I could pick up a pretty quality quarterback somewhere early in my next draft. So, you know, I, I don't know that it'll be Tom Brady. It might be. Who knows? But... Um, you, that that, that kind of lends to that question of the second-year guys. And I know that you are kind of, Adam, kind of uh, iffy on some of the second-year guys. I don't know. Like I know Russell Wilson is, is one that you, I think, uh, are kind of like, eh, a little bit about. I like Russell Wilson. I um, I like all of the second-year guys. But, again, they're second-year guys, you know. And it's, you know, we've – there's really not like a – I'm trying to think of, like, the rookie quarterbacks who came out and really stumbled. I think Rick Meyer is, is the one I always think about. But Cam Newton last year. Pull that name out of. Oh, it's way back. 
So that's how <laughs> rare it is that these guys, these rookie quarterback. Okay, I, I like it. It just seems that everybody is so hyper on these guys, and you know everybody wants to draft them early. That they allow the established guys like Tony Romo to tumble in the dress. So Tony Romo, all he's done for his entire starting career is had a passer rating above ninety five every year that he started. It seems like every year he throws for more than four thousand yards. Now Des Bryant to me is becoming one of the true superstars in the game. They don't have a running attack, so he looks like he's gonna be challenging Matt Stafford for Liver. Marco Murray can run for two thousand yards. Marco Murray is a good running back. He's just gotta stay he's healthy. He's good. Well look him and he's Joey Randall. I mean they make one great running back. Maybe they maybe they can stay healthy. <laughs> maybe they maybe the two of them can combine for sixteen games, I don't know. But Tony Romo, to me, I mean, as I'm doing my mocks and just I, I go through and I'm just judging where Tony Romo falls. And you, this is also a thing to be mindful of, too, is how your leagues uh, give points for, court, right, uh, for right. touchdown scoring, passes. Scoring systems are always important. Because when we play here on NFL.com, where our experts' leagues play, we give four points for a passing touchdown. And my league of record, and you've heard Marcus refer to this. I'm sure I referred to it earlier. League of record, for those of you new to this term, what it means is like we play in multiple leagues. Fabiano's in 10 leagues. I'm in 10 leagues. Marcus is in 50 leagues. But there's one league that you care about the most. And the one that you always put your bragging rights on that you're probably playing with your closest friends. That is the league of record. And in my league of record, which we play on NFL.com, which is available right now, you can sign up for your league as we speak. Uh, we play where you get six points for a touchdown pass. So quarterbacks tend to go a little bit earlier than normal. But I love doing these mock drafts and trying to find out because it just seems people just let Tony Romo. They'll, they'll, they'll take Romo a is risk. one of the guys that slides, just like Matt Ryan, just like Matthew Stafford. Guys who are going to slide past the seventh, eighth, maybe into the ninth round. As, as I said, Stafford's uh, ADP on NFL.com right now is round nine. But a quarterback that I think a lot of people are concerned about, and I wrote a column that will be on NFL.com this week, the terrifying ten. Oh, shameless! Which plug. was basically <laughs> how dare you? Which was basically uh, feedback from Twitter fans out there who told me these are the guys that I am the most scared to draft this year, and Colin Kaepernick is among the top ten. Now, I, I would was I would, he ahead of RG three? Uh, yes. People are more scared to draft Kaepernick, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he was up there. I think I think for for a lot of people, there's there's a couple things with Kaepernick. I mean, one, it's the running quarterback issue because those to guys me, it's all Crabtree. Um, all Crabtree. I don't know. If it's all Crabtree. I mean, I think that has something to do with it. I think I for me, it's it's threefold. It's Crabtree. It's the running element, and I think it's just the small sample size from last year. I mean, you know, he took over midway through the year, and yeah, he was great. But now, what happens when there's film out on him? And I think that applies to a lot of the second-year guys as well. Now that there's film on you, now that there's a whole year to study you know, what you do and your tendencies, and on top of that, there's a whole year to study how to slow down this pistol offense, I think that's where a lot of fear comes in. I mean, because I'm, I'm kind of the fantasy skeptic. It was like, hey, that was really great. Do it again. And I think that's where a lot of people fall on Kaepernick yeah. and RG3. See, for me, but. it's it's all about the quarterbacks who can run the football. And I always bring up the Tim Tebow argument, and I always will. Lousy passer rating. Uh, this guy was, was unbelievably inaccurate. And a very solid number one fantasy quarterback. Uh, mid-tier, low-end number one fantasy quarterback because of what he, what he can do uh, with his feet. And Kaepernick, I think, could be even more effective as a runner. I expect him to rush for around 800 yards and probably somewhere in the neighborhood of six to eight touchdowns this season, especially because he doesn't have Crabtree. What scares me is that the high percentage of pass attempts that he threw to Crabtree last year, I don't know where they're going. A.J. Jenkins was invisible last year. Bolden's over the hill. Vernon Davis, we'll see what happens with him. He's hot and cold. Anquan Bolden didn't look over the hill in the Super Bowl. Uh, it looks like he's still bringing. Statistically, he, he has not had a 1,000-yard season since he left Arizona. So but he's, you've also got Mario Manningham coming off of an ACL injury. So there's a lot of question marks there. If Crabtree was there and healthy and... I would have I would have Kaepernick solidly solidly as one of my breakout players. Now I still think he's going to have a very solid season, but I'm a little bit less high on him if that makes sense because his number one option in the passing game is gone. I was going to make a, a, a Cheech and Chong reference there, but <laughs> I won't. I'll refrain and I'll say two things about it. You're not wrong. I understand where you're where you're coming from, but but two things I think that are important to note about Colin Kaepernick. As a running quarterback, as a quarterback in general, number one, he's not built like Michael Vick. He's built 
huge. He's a big guy. He looks like a pro wrestler at some times. He's He's not going to get dinged up and get the injuries that Michael Vick succumbed to and why he fell off so so greatly after his magical season. And number two, I look at Jim Harbaugh. You know, Alex Smith was struggling for a long time till Jim Harbaugh came in there and worked with them, made him a better quarterback. I feel that Jim Harbaugh is going to do the same thing with Colin Kaepernick as a passer, and he's a better runner than Alex Smith. So Colin Kaepernick is a guy I have a, I have a lot more confidence in him than I do with RG3 and probably Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'm right there on board with you. Uh, right That's there. A, I don't understand why people are so willing to take a chance on RG3 and they'll let somebody like Tony Romo say, I, I, I don't get that. I understand. He's not going to run 120 Romo, times. Romo is, I think, an interesting case simply because the the football perception of him and the fantasy perception of him are so vastly different. I mean, he is a guy that Cowboy fans love to hate. I mean, there's just such a... a, well, a Cowboy a, fans love Romo. It's the Cowboy haters well, I that mean, love just, to it, hate it's Romo. It's such an up-and-down relationship with him. And, you know, and you know, so much is made of his late-game interceptions and how he can't get those guys there and, and whatever. But if you're looking at him strictly from a numbers perspective and from a fantasy perspective, he's as good a quarterback as there is around. But I think because the football perspective of him and the, the football talk about him is often so negative, I think that kind of spills over the other way. Yeah, all right, I'm going to put your feet to the fire, guys, here with, with a couple of predictions for the quarterback position. I want you guys to, number one, give me your number one breakout quarterback, your number one sleeper quarterback, and you know I have definitions for all of this kind of stuff, your number one deep sleeper quarterback, and your number one quarterback bust. So let's go in order. We'll go Marcus... What? First. Wow, that's a lot. Marcus, uh, your yeah. breakout quarterback. Your uh, breakout quarterback for 2013. A guy who's going to finish in the top five in fantasy points in his position that hasn't been there before. Uh, I guess my top, my, my sleeper quarterback is going to be Andrew Luck. Breakout. Oh, sorry, breakout. Uh, yeah, yeah he's, he's, it's Andrew Luck. It's, uh, I mean, it's a guy who was just kind of knocking on the door last year, and this year he's going to get a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I think his receiver's going to get a little bit better. We talked about Pep Hamilton being there, his old offensive coordinator from Stanford. I just think everything is ripe for Andrew Luck to make the leap this year. I agree. That's that's my breakout. That's a guy, like I, I mentioned just a few moments ago, a guy who's probably going to move up in my rankings, which I'll be updating every Tuesday from here on out <laughs> to the end of the season. I like Andrew Luck. You can find my like-dislike column every Fridays during the NFL season on NFL.com. And yeah, well, it, 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 I got a what? headache. <laughs> What's wrong? I got a headache. Do you need some Advil? <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize I worked for AdamRank.com all of a sudden Hold and on, Adam Rank I, Network. That's not none of that is true. I've been putting over NFL.com. I made one <laughs> slip of the tongue. I meant to say NFL.com slash Adam Rank, where you can go and see all my story archives. Not only in so fantasy football. So I agree football. with you guys that uh, Andrew Luck is going to be the breakout quarterback. You can also see my greatest 2013. Movies greatest Boy, movie football movies of all it. time. Uh, Christian, you got a kill on his mind. <laughs> Let's move on to the sleeper quarterbacks. And, and guys, to me, this is a tough one because when we're going to do sleepers and then what deep sleepers? How Can how I, many actual sleepers is by really definition? I mean, like I, I, to, to me, me, maybe Sam Bradford. You know who all sleeper? the quarterbacks are. I I think that we just combine the two here and go for a quarterback who you think can have a great season. Who is just further down the ranking? Because everybody, you're going to get a superstar. If you're in a 12 team league, you're going to end up with a stud quarterback. Yeah, yeah. That's why they're. I mean, you can't, you can't call Andy Dalton a, a sleeper. I mean, maybe you can him and Freeman potentially, but they both had good points of last year, but then they were inconsistent I got overall, especially you. down the stretch. Jay Cutler, really? Jay Cutler's got a brand new head coach. Mark Trussman is is. They talked about you know Mike Martz is kind of the mad genius of offense. I think Mark Trestman really, truly is kind of a mad scientist when it comes to offense. And I think what he's going to do that will help a lot is they're going to diversify that passing game. At least you hope so. I mean, last year it was so heavy on Brandon Marshall. And I think this year you're going to see Matt Forte get a lot more involved. I think they're going to spread the ball around a lot more. Um, I mean, look... Mark Tressman got Derek LaVille 87 catches one year. <laughs> Derek LaVille. You know, and so I think they're going to find a way to make this thing happen. And I think you know, you'll know you still have to live with the interceptions because that's just who Jay Cutler is. But I think you're going to see a big improvement from Cutler this year. Yeah, I, I, and I like Matt Forte, too, for the same reasons that you're talking about. Mark Tressman, one of the better offensive coordinators out there, superstar up in the Canadian Football League. My sleeper quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. I think he's a deep sleeper, a guy. But you can get him one in the last like three or four rounds. But there's no such thing as a sleeper quarterback. Everything that we've heard in the offseason Mike, Can Michael has Vick been good. be my sleeper quarterback? No. 
what, 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 what's, what's Michael Vick's category? What, what do you, what do you, let's he's talk not, about he's Michael not Vick. in the category. Can we talk about it? Cause he, uh, listen, you get your superstar quarterback. All right. Let's say I draft Andy Luck. And then I'm going to draft, and I, I was saying before, I don't like to play the roulette with backups and everything, but if Michael Vick falls, and I see him that, I'm going to take a guy who's playing in that Chip Kelly offense, who might be the starter, because if it, if it doesn't work out, I cut him, it's no big deal, you know, but... The way you the way you're going about this is, is kind of what I like because this is what I, I I like what you did in our first mock draft our experts mock draft uh, about a month or two ago um, that you took Darren McFadden as your flex and mm. you know my my thought on that was if you draft Darren McFadden you need a contingency plan but if you draft Darren McFadden as your contingency plan that's not a bad deal and I think you're you know the, the same thing with Michael Vick if you draft Michael Vick and expect him to be your starter you better have a good contingency plan right but if you draft Michael Vick as that backup as that plan B. You're probably going to be, and in a that's spot. where he should be drafted as a backup. Yep. Anybody who drafts him as a number one is, is missed out on the boat a little bit because the depth of the quarterback position is so deep. Let's move on to the busts, and, and this one could be tough because I can guarantee you right now there is going to be at least one or two quarterbacks out there this year in 2013 who people are going to be very high on going into the season, aka a Matt Stafford from last year, who is going to fall on his face statistically. Marcus, who is that quarterback for you? The guy that I, I keep looking at, and this is maybe borderline, is Joe Flacco. I just think, oh, I but just Joe think, Flacco's never been. But here's a good the thing: I think a lot of people are going to look at what happened in the postseason. I think people are going to look at that and they're going to think that Joe Flacco is ready to take a big step forward. I just think that there are going to be a lot of fantasy owners out there who get fooled by what happened for those last four weeks of the of the postseason and. Just think it's gonna it's gonna be that way during the regular season. Yes, we all know he's never been a great fantasy quarterback, but I just think people are going to have the wool pulled over their eyes about Standing it. Standing up, Marcus. That's exactly what I was gonna <laughs> say. I you know, I agree because there's a lot of people playing fantasy football for the first time, a lot of people signing up right now for NFL.com slash fantasy. You can go there, sign up in a brand new league. It's wide open for everybody to have mock drafts. People who will be playing for the first time in their new mobile apps, which have been redesigned this year for NFL.com slash fantasy. They will think, oh, Joe Flacco, he's a Super Bowl MVP. Or should I not draft him? I know, like, my, my mother-in-law would be like, wait, should I draft No, you don't draft him because he's not a good fantasy quarterback. He really hasn't been. So I think that is. That is the guy that I, I, I people that I caution them. I'm like you. I'm going to pull out the three-wood. I'm going to take an easy one here <laughs> on our bus. I'm not going to – I'm not hitting driver. If you're going three-wood, I'm going three-wood. I'm going to put it in the Joe Flacco is not going to be drafted as a starter, and I don't know that you can consider him a – Sort of prominent bust when you're going to draft him as you, a backup, Michael. I'm going to go. You're a Hall of Famer. I'm going to go. You're a high dollar guy. We're, we're with the average Joes. If I had to pick <laughs> one, if I had to pick one quarterback who's not going to put up the numbers he did last year, it's it's kind of a gut thing on him. But like, I think it, I think it's going to be Russell Wilson. You know, I, I know that they added Percy Harvin and. But things just went so well. Everything went perfect for the Seahawks last year. Everyone expects them to be a Super Bowl contender this year. And with the roster they have, they should. The defense is outstanding. They've got Percy Harvin in the offense now. They've got Sidney Rice and Doug Baldwin and, of course, Marshawn Lynch, Mr. Skittles in the backfield. And this is... This is based off of nothing but a gut feeling. It has nothing to do with statistics or anything like that. And if I have a chance to draft Russell Wilson as my starting quarterback and he's available somewhere in round six, round seven, round eight, I'm not going to pass on him. But there's just I just have, because of the, the division he plays in is so tough, I just have a little bit of concern with Russell Wilson. You know, it stands to reason that one of the teams who was really good last year is not going to be good this year. We just see it in the NFL too much. These teams rise and fall all the time. Seattle could be one of those teams that just not as good. And you know what? As a fantasy enthusiast going through and drafting your your players, you're going to get a stud quarterback there in the first round. And if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't think Colin Kaepernick's going to do what he did last year, if you don't think Russell Wilson or RG3, fine. Take Tony Romo. Take Matt Ryan. Those quarterbacks will be available to you. So don't Put yourself out there with a quarterback you're not comfortable with. If you're not comfortable with Russell Wilson, like we could talk about this for hours on on end, we don't know. I mean, honestly, we're we're really just it's a, it basically comes down to how you feel about it. If you don't feel comfortable with it, I would say yeah, pass on him. I I I kind of uh, feel very similar to you, where I'm I'm just uneasy on him enough to where like you know what. I feel Matt Ryan. I feel Tony Romo. I feel Andrew. L I feel all those guys are safer picks. And that general unease is kind of why I like Russell Wilson. I mean, this 
people have been saying this about this guy since he was at North Carolina State. I mean, when he was at NC State, people were kind of, eh, and then he went to Wisconsin. People were like, nah, I don't know. And even in the draft, he falls down, and he ends up you know, having a great rookie season. Um, y'all keep doubting him. You keep doubting him. No, it's I want to see it. You're not <laughs> what, what, what did you say no, earlier? I mean, like, you said, hey, you did it once. Do it again. Yeah, no, definitely. And, like, I, I still am the skeptic guy. And so I, I – but I'm going to use him as a keeper probably in a league, and, and I'm going to keep an eye skeptic. on him. I just came and, up with uh, a column idea for Marcus. There you go. I, I will be the but fantasy skeptic. But it's not skeptic. wrong. But you're not you're, – you're absolutely not wrong. So, yep. there you go. I mean, you. I mean, your reasons for wanting to draft him are the same reasons I would want to draft it's, Colin Kaepernick. It, I mean, honestly, it's, honestly, it's just as much a gut feeling as for why you, you think he's going to, you know – So much of it is. Fall down this year. I mean, you can look at the statistics – Statistics say he's going to be better than ever, but you know what? This is the NFL. Things change so much. As a USC guy, though, do you feel comfortable? You saw Pete Carroll up close and personal for so many years. I covered him for the Orange County Register. I feel that Pete Carroll has got this program in the right direction and that that will help him out. Yeah, plus he can have celebrities on the sideline here and hang out in the locker room and it's not going to come back and bite him with violations. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, <laughs> but I can tell you right now that the quarterback position has never been deeper, both in the NFL and fantasy football. And I think we all three can agree that if you're listening and you're going to be having your fantasy draft here within the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months, and again, NFL.com slash fantasy, free, customizable, go check it out. To me, it's the best game on the World Wide Web. Uh, you want to wait on drafting a quarterback. You don't want to pick a quarterback in one of the first three or four rounds. Sit back and wait, and I'm telling you right now, you will get an absolutely fantastic bargain at the position. So, guys, I think... That's it. That's going to be our wrap here for our first NFL Fantasy Live podcast of the 2013 campaign. Remember, we're going to be back every single Friday over the next six weeks. It'll be some sort of assortment of guys from NFL Fantasy Live, from myself and Adam Rank, Marcus Grant, Elliot Harrison, Jason Smith, all of our pals from the show. Maybe we'll get Akbar Baja Biamila in here, even though he's a superstar now. Would this qualify doing American a motley Ninja. crew of Fantasy It is a motley things. crew. Does that make me Vince Neal? No. No? <laughs> Not handsome enough. Mick Mars. Stop it. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Mick Mars? Well, did, he, did you see him recently? Yeah, that's why I he said Mick like Mars. A, <laughs> with that said. He saw. I'm with sorry. that said. If that was out of line, you can reach me on Twitter, at Adam Rank, and tell me that it was, was clearly uncool. out of line. Make sure you talk about it. Make Hashtag sure you check out AdamRank.com. Like, dislike, uh, the David Damashek football program. NFL.com slash Adam Rank. NFL.com slash Adam Rank and all of Adam Rank's other... Uh, endeavors here at NFL.com. And did we, I tell you I did a breakdown of the greatest football movies ever? No. I did. Okay. It's on NFL.com slash Adam Rank. Check that out, too. Me and Marcus Grant are on the website also as well if you want to check us out, too. <laughs> Would you stop Thanks for listening, yourself? guys. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.